Yes, yes. Lord bless you. Lord bless you. Okay. We're going to go ahead and get started. I'm going to hold on to the service this morning. Yes, yes, yes. And we ask that you are joining with us here and let's have a marvelous time today. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yes, yes.
Our Heavenly Father. Yes, Lord. For again, we come as humble as we know how. Yes, Lord. We come this morning, Father, to lift up thy son Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But he said that if he be lifted up, that he would draw all men unto him. Yes, yes. So here we are right now, Father. Here we are. We ask now, Father, that you would just help us, Lord Jesus. On this Christian journey. Help us to hold up that blood-stained banner. Oh, Heavenly Father, we come this morning thanking you. Yes, Lord. Thanking you, Father, for your wisdom. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Your mercy. Thank you. Your grace. Thank you. Your faithfulness. Thank you. Thanking you, Father, for all that you have done for us and all that you're about to do. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We come this morning, Father, asking you to look down upon this congregation this morning, Father. Yes, Lord. For somebody here standing in need of a blessing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And we just ask now, Father, that you just move throughout this congregation in a mighty and powerful way. Thank you, Lord. We ask now, Father, that you just bless right now, Father, as only you can, Father. Thank you. Oh, Heavenly Father, we just want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord. We come this morning, Father, asking you to look down upon our sick and shut in this morning. Yes, Somebody need a healing in their body. Yes, Lord. And Father, we know that you are doctor among all doctors. You have all power. In all power. All power. And we just ask now that you just touch right now. Touch and everything will be all right. And now, Father, we come asking you to look down upon the pastor of this church. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We pray, Father, that you would just continue to hold him in the hollow of your hand. Thank you, Lord. And help him lead, him, lead your people, Father, in the way that you would have us to go, Father. Yes, yes. We pray your blessings upon him in his time. Yes, Lord. Yes. And then, Father, we come asking you to look down upon Reverend Jenkins this morning, Father. Thank you. Thank you. And bless him, Father, according to your mercies. Thank you, Lord. Look down upon his household, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Heavenly Father, look down upon all mankind. Yes, Lord. For we all stand in need of your blessings right now. Yes, Lord. For we all need a touch from you right now, Father. Yes, Lord. For this is a cruel world that we're living in right now. Yes, Lord. Yes. And we know, Father, that you can fix everything. Thank you. Thank you. And we just ask that you just move throughout this world, Father, in a mighty and powerful way, Father. Thank you, Lord. Touch your people, Father. Yes. Let them know, Father, that you're still God Almighty. Thank you. And that you hold the whole, you hold the whole world within your hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Lord, I just thank you right thank now. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for thank being so wonderful and so kind to us, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Truly, you have been good to us, Father. Yes, you have been better to us than we've been to ourselves. And then, Father, I ask a special blessing that you look down upon our youth, Father. Thank you, Lord. And bless them, Father. Thank you. Keep them in your hands, Father. Yes, Lord. Help, Lord Jesus, to lead and guide them, Father, in the path of righteousness. There's so much out there, Father, that's tempting them these days, Father. But Satan is up against them right now, Father. We ask now, Father, that you just build a hedge of protection on them, Father. And keep them from all hurt, harm, and danger, Father. Thank you. Lord, we thank you right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. And then, Father, when we have done all that you have assigned our hands to do, Father, we just ask, Father, we just sit down by Jordan River, Father, yeah. and give you praise, honor, and glory for truly your word. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen. 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 Don't you love
one verse, the first verse of that song. Amen.
lift up in prayer. Amen. That's why we thank God we can come together corporately and do this. Let us pray. Oh Lord our God, I answer this your name in all the earth. Father, give us once again another time that this few of us come together to call upon your name. Father God, we thank you right now for waking us up this morning and starting us on our way. Father God, we also thank you that you give us a right mind to know that we ought to come and give you some praise this morning. We thank you for that. Father God, right now, we've been to us, we've been to ourselves, and we just want to say thank you. Father God, we want to thank you for giving us a spirit of thankfulness, even though it's been the midst of circumstances and situation, that you give us a mind and a spirit that still want to thank you. And we, we give you thanks for all of that. So right now, in the name of Jesus, Father God, we want somebody needs for one thing and somebody needs for another. We stand corporate. We stand together, touching in the green. Know that you will move on our behalf, Father God. Father God, know that you can do all things well. Father God, that your bomb ain't give you your battle acts in the time of the battle. And your friend that's taking closer than a brother. We thank you for it right now. Father God, we actually touch your people under the sound of my voice today. We are lacking it right now, Father God. I ask you to restore to them right now. What they need. You know each and every one of them. You made them individually. Father God, you know what they need. We ask you to intervene into the, the sensitudes of their life right now. In the name of Jesus. Father God, right now we ask that someone needs a way out of nowhere, babe. You need to be Jehovah Driver in someone's life. We ask that you do it right now, Father God. Because, Father God, we read somewhere that you had cattle on a thousand hills. And Father God, right now in your house are many mansions. So we want to thank you for that. Father God, right now you can do all things well. You don't need no help doing it. So Father God, whatever the circumstance is that need to be rectified financially right now, Father God, I should make that way out of no way. Father God, continue to find out battle for us. Some of them are struggling their life right now. But Father God, we thank you for the Holy Spirit that you have deposited. On each and every, on the inside of each and every one of us, we ask that you stir that gift that's on the inside of your people. Even though they're battle-worn and tired right now, feel like throwing in a towel, Father God, right now, reach beyond the break. Be that God that you always are, Father God. When we feel that we can't do any further, go any further, do anything else, you always come through for us. Father, we thank you for loving us in spite of ourselves. We thank you for looking beyond our faults and meeting us at our need. Father God, you give us new mercies each and every day. We will God just get excited about knowing that all by itself. We thank you, Father God, because we don't know how it's going to end, going to be, Father God, but you said that you would work all things together for our good, as we know that it has to be good. So, Father God, right now, hold our hand while we walk. Continue to hold our steps in your word right now. And Father God, help us to keep on keeping on. Even when we can't trust you, give us the ability and the know-how to keep on trusting you, even though we can't trust you. So Father God, bless New Jerusalem, the largest territory right now. Bless everyone under the sound of my voice, Father God. Even online or in the and in the sanctuary. Work a miracle in their life, Father God. Let them know that you're still sitting on the throne. Father God, we thank you right in advance right now, Father God, and we give you thanks, honor, and praise right now because you're so worthy. And all the love of the Lord say amen. Amen. Amen.
sanctuary with us for the first time today. You guys should just uh, stand on up so I can give you a personal welcome into the sanctuary. Amen. God bless you. Even if you're visiting again for the second or third time, we thank God for your being here with us. We thank God for all those that are online on Facebook and on our phone conference line. Thank you for uh, participating with us. We thank God for all the great things that He's doing in the life of this ministry and you. You are part of us. We need each other. Amen? Amen. We thank God for you. Let's go around ourselves according to these knowledge and stuff that we need to hear. Sister Marshall, we just to thank Trey for your presence and those who were on Zoom supporting her during her seventh annual dress and special thanks to the choir. Amen. You did an outstanding job. The association was blessed through your service.
You should be calling pastor. You know someone in the hospital? You can call pastor phone and say, Pastor, did you know such and such? Okay, let me know. I need to know that individual is in the hospital. Okay? And uh, she's been there. She's doing okay. She's doing better now. She's been since the 31st. Amen? We thank God. We need to keep each other in prayer. And so many things that happen. We're in the last days. Okay? Save this man. He'll do stuff just to get you to quit, get you upset. Okay? Make you think that God has forgotten about you. But I guess you, you, got, you got to realize that that's not, that's not a, a, a coincidence. That's the plan. You know, we all got targets on our back. Especially in these last and evil days. Okay? So we need to keep each other covered in prayer. Prayer still works. Yes, yes. Okay, prayer still works. So just remember each other, I want to heal this in prayer. You see that Sister Mars was sitting down there and just that quickly after all that um, preaching she did. They said she put all that preaching she did on she was on Wednesday. Lord of mercy. She got it, she can be able to talk today. Wow. Mm -hmm. so that's why she's sitting down, so she wanna she gets to try not to affect us up here. <laughs> I think she can still say she just trying to trick me. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm making a joke, but she don't feel so well. So, amen. Amen. Let's keep each other in prayer. Keep the fellows. Keep all our elbows in prayer. Amen. 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 Did I forget anything? I think I covered everything. Oh, it's on that. Whenever you go to the restroom, please, I ask you, please, uh, always go to this this way, this door here. Okay, we need to get in the habit of doing that. Why is Pastor saying that? Because that, that, that's where the kitchen at. And if we get out of the habit of going to that door, we fix the food. We don't run anybody that's going to be going to the restroom and travel that way. You understand what I'm saying? So we can go that way. Okay? Go to the kitchen and walk behind the deacon bench. The first one, we can make sure go to the restroom. And we thank God for you for doing that. Amen? Amen. Amen. Everybody got a rose? All the women, all the, all the women, oh, sister got a rose ready? Yeah. Have to make sure you watch your rose in here now. Yeah. We got some left, sister, um, really? Yeah. So if we got some left, and everybody got a rose, we double up on them, give them another rose before the sun. <laughs> oh, you ain't got no sister, Marvel? No. Come on now. I wasn't in here. Oh, no, give sister Marvel a rose. <laughs> Let me tell y'all, we used to have what we call Love Sunday, and... But anyway, I was telling uh, Sister Angie about it one day. Remember that I never had to go get the roses. Y'all know Peter Drake? Drake? Yeah. He always reminded Pastor. And when Peter went home to glory, I kind of like put that way. I like that. I was dealing with that. You know, I was missing him, and I didn't want. I just put it out of my mind about doing it. And I said, oh, I'm devil's alive. I'm gonna give y'all roses for Valentine's Day. Okay. He always used to go get those two dozen, those two dozen roses for me and make sure he, he would remind me that it's coming up, Pastor. And he would make sure he got it. I never knew he went and got it, but he got it. But anyway, and we thank God for that. Anyway, we want to eat short. Sure um, Tuesday, that's why we, 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 we have Valentine's Day. We know, know we're going to come to the Bible instead of Valentine's Day. But we, we wanted to make sure we show you some appreciation. Okay? So, we make sure that if anyone that didn't get one or anyone that if anyone has one already, you can give them more. Just make sure to give them all out before the end of the, uh, at the, end of the service to do that. Amen? Amen. Amen. And we uh, got this person that got a, they got, a, they got a special day. Their birthday is on Valentine's Day. Boy, they show, they show a special person. <laughs> Dr. Jenkins. That's why he always got a little smile. He look at you like that. 
If you do these short, simple things, your Father God will be so very careful to use his offering for the betterment and building of your kingdom. And when given days are over, sing to place anywhere in your kingdom will be just alright with us. And all who love the Lord say, Amen. Amen. Church and stand, please, and come from the back. Quiet
in salvation and reconciliation. Thank you, oh God, for one more day to help us to recognize that we uh, have something that's not contingent on circumstances, but on a crucified and resurrected Christ, and that is the joy. As the song says, the world didn't give it to us. The world can't take it away. Thank you, oh God, not only for this entire congregation, but our shepherd in particular. Uh, we ask that you would constantly anoint him afresh. Keep him, guide him, give him a word in accordance with your will and your purpose. Not only let us recognize the anointing that you've given him, but we ask that you would anoint our hearts and our minds as you anoint his tongue and his heart, that we might forever receive your word, that we recognize that you have set us apart, that is, you have sanctified us, but the sanctification process still continues, and we await the day of the end of salvation, consummation of salvation when even our bodies will be raised incorruptible, imperishable, not suffer decay, but that we will have a body too, like the first fruit of that one that have fallen asleep, Jesus the Christ. Bless us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
And Joshua, as a military general, trampled Jericho, conquered Ai. He has routed the enemies of the people of God. Everyone has now received their inheritance. Caleb has gone back to his inheritance. Joshua is now 110 years old. And he called the children of Israel to the valley of Shechem. It is significant that he calls them to the valley of Shechem. For Shechem's valley is regnant with their past and pregnant with their future. In the valley of Shechem is residue from Abraham's life. It is in Shechem's valley that God promises Abraham a seed. It's in the valley of Shechem, y'all, that Abraham builds an altar. It's in Shechem Valley the bones of Jacob and Isaac, Leah and Rebekah have been entered. It's in the valley of Shechem that they stand all day in between Mount Ebal and Mount Gerzim. And here the law of God read to them and all of them say, Amen. It's in the valley of Shechem that Joshua at 110 years old, now calls them to say farewell. All right. All right. In his valedictory speech, he rehearses how good God has been to them. Yeah, yeah. He said, God led us with a strong arm All right. and an outstretched hand. Yeah. When we got hungry, God fed us. Mm -hmm. When we were thirsty, he gave us water to drink. Their clothes and their sandals would not wear out. He gave them fresh manna every morning. He helped them to rout their enemies. The walls of Jericho just came tumbling down. God had been their protector. God had been their provider. God had been their keeper. Everything they needed God provided. All right. Now you have a choice to make. Mm -hmm. You can serve, Joshua said, the gods on the other side of the river. You can serve the gods from the land of Egypt that you just got delivered from. Yeah. Or you can serve the gods of the Amorites yeah. in whose land you dwell. But as for me, and my house I'm speaking for, yeah, right. Joshua said, we will serve the Lord. Yeah, yeah. My brothers and sisters, I want you to get this. Moses trained Joshua, listen to Jerusalem, to be his successor. And Israel's new leader, but Joshua, Joshua, who's the new leader, and the elders of the people did not train their successors. Because they were too busy conquering the Canaanites, routing the Amorites. And so they did not train anybody in the fear of the Lord. And because Joshua and the elders had not trained their successors, Israel was always one generation away from apostasy. Because when you get to the Judges chapter, you get to Judges chapter 2. 
Judges chapter 2 says, there rose another generation who did not know God or what he had done for Israel. Yeah, yeah. New Jerusalem, if we don't train young people in the faith, All right. we are one generation away from passing on this corner and nothing we did will have lasted. We have people come in the church and you would think by now they have it. They don't have it. They don't get it. They're not trained to fear God. Why are we busy? Everybody that's building buildings, we better get busy building some people. Because we could have a building with no people in it. Or we could have people in it who don't fear God. And what's the use of having a church house if it's not populated with people that don't fear God? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All right. Moses trained Joshua, but Joshua failed to train his successor. And as a result, Israel was always on the premises of apostasy. Yeah. Brothers and sisters, you don't have to believe it. But all it takes is a 25 years of generation. And everything we have tried to build will come to nothing. We need to stop letting people, can I have a witness there, listeners? We need to stop letting people live like they want to live in church and set some boundaries, set some standards, or else there will come another generation who will not know God or what God has done for this church. Stony is the road we trod. Bitter has been our chastening rod. Felt in the days when hope ungone has died. Yet with a steady beat, have not our power and our feet trod. Where here we come to the places which our fathers signed. The scripture says, don't remove the ancient landmarks. Every time God did something for them, they built an altar. The children of Israel did that. They erected a monument to remind them that it, was, that it was on this spot God kept us. And every time God brings you out, every time God makes a way for you, every time God opens a door for you, you don't, you don't need a monument on stone or altar, but in your praise and worship, you need to let somebody know that it was nobody, nobody but Jesus. I see you looking at me. I see you looking at me like that. You're trying to act like you made it on your own. You're smart. You're trying to act like you made it just because, because you got money now. There's a whole lot of folks smart on the streets right now. There's a whole lot of people who got a whole lot of money, but they ain't got no appetite. Got a house, but they don't have no home. Give God the praise and tell, you need to be giving God the praise and telling our children, it was nobody but the Lord that got me where I am. Joshua does something that I never do, Dr. Jenkins, and I thought about it, in giving an invitation that I never do. When I give an invitation, I never present it with options. Because the Bible says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming unto the Father but by me. So when I open the doors of the church, I don't give no options. I never say, choose door number one, choose door number two, or choose door number three. I never leave it open for options. But Joshua says, 
you have options. And whichever God you choose will set the course of your life. I thought about that thing, Dr. Jenkins. I prayed about that thing. I said, I told the Holy Spirit to give me a, a closer look and understand why he was giving them some options. Joshua is a military tactician. Joshua is a commander. He's a military general. He's accustomed to giving orders. Joshua says it, and then he makes them do it. But now he gives them some choices. Because Joshua suggests to me, Pastor, you can't order people into the kingdom of God. You can't force anybody into service for the Lord. Because if you make them come, they will do it, but they will not mean it. That's why you got people in ministry today not committed to it. They say they will do one thing, and the next day they do another thing. They will do it, but they will not mean it. But if you let them come, and you show them some options, as, as this God is right, as opposed to that God is not right, that will make a difference to them. Before Joshua gives them some option, guess what he does, y'all? He stacks the deck for Jehovah God. Joshua said, now choose whatever God you want. But first, let me tell you what the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob did for us. Right. Choose whatever God you decide, whatever God you set your heart on, go after that God. But let me tell you first what this God did for us. This God sent us a deliverer when we were slaves in Egypt. This God sent us a deliverer when Pharaoh was on our back and we had nowhere to turn. This God opened the Red Sea. When we were hungry, this God sent manna from heaven. When we were thirsty and there was nothing around us in the wilderness but rocks, this God gave us sweet water from the rock. Now choose these other gods. Small G, by the way. I got it written down there, small G. But I, when I talk about other gods, I make sure that Microsoft Word don't capitalize the word God. The devil is alive. I'm not capitalizing no other God but our God's name. Now choose these other gods, small g, but as for me and my house, we going with God at door number one. Watch this. The God you choose will determine the direction of your life. He says you can choose the gods of your mothers and fathers, the gods of the Chaldeans, in the land beyond the river where Abraham was called. In that land with these gods, there, was, uh, there, there are three cosmic deities. Walk with me. Three astral deities and all kinds of gods to go along with the lifestyles of the Chaldeans. Or should I say Chaldeans? And if you want that God, choose him. Choose the gods of your mothers and your fathers. Now, brothers and sisters, that God of your mothers and fathers, what Joshua is saying to us is psych psych psychologically, psych psychologically, that is what is called transference. All right. Listen to me. Walk with me slowly. And psychologically, transferring is the law of exposure. Whenever you are exposed to the most, invariably and inevitably, that is what you will gravitate towards. Be careful whatever kind of lifestyle you got going on in your home or around your home. For example, if your father loves sports, you will become a sports lover. Football, basketball, baseball, whatever it is, you will tend to love sports. 
Because your father loves that. Yeah. And that's what you will become. If your mother was into shopping and clothes, cooking and housework, and merrily, it is that's what you will gravitate towards. Mm -hmm. It's the law of exposure. Y'all with me? Whatever you're exposed to the most will naturally gravitate towards that because you've been around that all your life. Yeah. Brothers and sisters, we need to be careful what we are transferring to our children. Because your children will learn to love the God you choose. If you're crazy about money, sex, politics, power, prestige, cars, cash, clothes, you will transfer that to your children. And they will learn to love what you love. No matter how false it is. No matter how false it is. Holy Ghost, help me preach. If you love church, your children will start to love church. If you love preaching and the preacher, your children will develop your attitude. Conversely, if you are against the church and against the preacher, you transfer that to your children and your attitude towards supporting it. Don't get quiet now, New Jerusalem. You love the Lord and His church, you don't have to say nothing. Just watch your children if you love the church and the Lord. Their attitude towards church will be exactly what yours is. Yeah. And somebody will pick somebody up. If you got somebody, you pick it up. Just bring them to church. Just bring them to church. You ain't got to be a Christian. You just say, well, I'm going to church. Want to just come with me? They will automatically start to act almost like church folk. Why? Because you are transferring your spirit onto them. Remember the Bible style, talking about transfers of spirit. Joshua said, you can serve those gods, but they don't satisfy you. Then Joshua said, you can serve the gods of the Egyptians. That God just brought, that, that God just brought you from and delivered you from. Now what sense does that make to go back to a God, small g, that God just brought you from? If, if, if worship, worship anything, if you worship anything and God delivers you from it, it is wise not to go back to that because the demons that if you go back to those demons that God just delivered you from, you're going to have to deal with demons seven times stronger than you got delivered from before. Are y'all walking with me? God has delivered you from an addiction. Don't go back to that. Don't hang around the crack house. Don't hang around the nightclub. Come on, talk back to me, y'all. Don't hang around the strip club. If God's delivered you from it, get away from it. Don't hang around with it, and then you think you want to be delivered. You ain't strong as that strong. Why y'all think Joseph ran? There's nothing wrong with Jason Joseph ran. Joseph said, no, I serve a God. No. Potiphar, my master, has trust in me. No, I'm not going to hang around you, fine sister Potiphar. I'm, I, no, I'm out of here. She got mad because he left. He rejected her by running away. Now, he when he went, Joseph was say, I ain't mad enough to deal with you. No, but I'm not going to mess up what I got going with God and my master. Y'all see the pattern? It's all right for you not to hang out at, at the club if you figure you got a witness for drinking. Don't go there. Going back to what God has just delivered from the scripture says, that's like the dog going back to lick up his own vomit. 
the very thing that made him sick, you go back and eat that thing again? Come on now, y'all talk back to me. God has brought you from some stuff. I said, God has brought us all from some stuff. God has delivered us from some pain. God has brought us out of some depression. God has rescued you from some abuse. Why would you go back to what God has just got you out of? What is your Egypt? Egyptians, Egyptians had and have gods for everything. They had a god for fertility. They had worshipped the sun, the moon. They was worshipping the stars. Everything was a god to them. Because, listen now. Listen, New Jerusalem. Because they were pantheistic. They were pantheists. Pantheists in their faith. They were, they, 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 they had, they were involved in pantheism. Pantheism is a doctrine which identifies God with the universe. Worship that admits that's pantheism or being pantheistic is a God being is admitting and or tolerating any type of God and worshiping any type of God. Joshua says, listen, if you forsake the gods of your mothers and fathers and forsake the gods of the Egyptian that God just delivered you from, it's very possible you can be caught up in the gods who are in the land that you keep dwelling in. Let me tell you why Joshua said this. Because the gods of culture, y'all with me? Gods that surround us in everyday life. And why I told you, you said, what gods? Anything that you worship, anything you like so much more than God, becomes your God. The God of culture will draw, the draw, the attraction of the gods of culture is in your proximity. Time and place. We are so close to these gods that they are hidden in plain sight. And their influence is so imperceptible that you can be caught up in it before you even recognize it. New Jerusalem, I want you to catch this. The opposite of fear, of fear theism is not atheism. The opposite of theism is idolatry. And idolatry is not just the worship of false God. Okay. Theism is your faith in your belief. The things that you believe in, right? That's your theism. Alright? The opposite of that is not idolatry. Now, idolatry is not just the worship of false gods. That's what idolatry is. It's the worship of false gods. Idolatry is worshiping the true God falsely. Now with me. I'm going through this slogan. I want you to get this. It is very possible to worship the true God falsely. God is not in these bricks. The wood, the pews, the altar, the doors. Because we confuse sometimes worship with religion. What if you change your religious language? Everybody born of a woman is hardwired for worship. Everyone born of a woman, we got we got to worship something. We were created. We were created to worship. Now, if we end up worshiping the wrong thing, that's a whole other thing. Y'all with me? I tell you, you got to make the right choice. And if it's not God, you're going to worship something. If it's not God, you're going to worship something. Whatever you give your money to, that's what you worship. 
Whatever you spend your time doing, that's what you worship. Talk back to me. If you love God, you're going to spend your money at the church. If you're going to spend your time at the church, you spend your resources at the church, you spend your living, and you're giving it to God. You said, well, you always seem to be like you at the church. God is you. God is you. He, he, that's what you worship. You can't be upset with a person that always spends their time in church. Worship is not a religion. It's a lifestyle. And my lifestyle is around the church. All right. I'm sorry. I've been told, it seems that all you do is church club. Our life is around church. I'm a pastor. What do you expect from me? People that barbecue smell like barbecue. People that fix cars smell like oil. Shepherds that lead sheep and pass the sheep. Should smell like some sheep and act like sheep. I'm not a jack leg preacher, Dr. Jenkins, that put on a suit on Sunday, but the rest of the week you can't recognize me. Oh no, I act the same way on Sunday and through the week. My employees at the post office act say that you better just go on and pray for us because you're trying to counsel us all the time. Y'all doing something angry? Y'all didn't act doing what I asked you to do? I ain't gonna fuss at you. I'm just gonna talk to you. They don't hit me fuss about nothing. Mm -hmm. They don't hit me. I've been doing a lot. They don't hit me fuss about nothing. What are you doing? That's not what I said. That's not what I said to do. You sure? You sure I said that? What did I say? Did I say? If I said it wrong, sure, please help me. I stand corrected if I said it wrong. Mm -hmm. Now, if I take my voice to a different level, like I'm going to start hooping, mm -hmm. then guess what? Now you make me pull a pull right on you. But I'm shepherding you because you're a man trying to wreck yourself. I give you trying to get you to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Because right. I try to live my life, even when I'm not in church, and preach my sermons, Deacon Cook, that God has given me in such a way that as you know, oh, y'all know her with Reverend Clark as far as y'all heard what he did? What he did? Well, he told us about that last Sunday, this message. Alright. You get the point I'm trying to make? I have nothing to hide. I'm just a vessel that God chose to be. It's mouthpiece to you. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All right. I'm not above the people I try to lead and preach to. I'm a fellow sinner. All right. Because that's what I worship. I worship God and the lifestyle of God. So every day I'm trying to walk better. I chose him so I try to be every day like him. Y'all got me. Y'all know y'all don't. So in other words, that because I come to church, because we come to church, does not mean that we're a Christian, don't mean that we are perfect. It means that we got one thing up on the world. We're forgiven. Y'all ain't got that, huh? Every day I work, our lifestyle, salvation is a work. Every day, what I did wrong yesterday, I'm not going to do that again today. Because guess what, devil? You might have tricked me yesterday, but you ain't going to trick me again. Because I remember right now what I did yesterday. And you better believe, I'm trying to avoid everything so I don't go back that way today. Let's, this is why God called David a man unto his own heart. David did some crazy stuff, y'all. Bad things. He murdered a woman that he wanted, 
Ain't not like he had over 300 wives. No, he wanted what he wanted. He saw her, I'm going to have her, and I'm going to kill her husband and have her. All right. And he did it, and he got her. But then, when Nathan the prophet brought his, brought his sin to his attention, they said, oh, create me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew me in the right spirit. He said, I was shaping iniquity and born in sin. I tried. I went to the, I went to the text. Dr. Jacob, when David repented for something, I never saw nowhere else David went back and did it again. You see, David, God said, David's a man into my own heart. David knew how to repent, not lament. When you choose God, when you choose God to be your Lord and Savior, you got to make up in your mind to make some life changes. You must make life changes. I'm not saying you can make them, but making your mind that you need to make the change. Now you and God are gonna work gonna work on it. Because you can't fix yourself until you face yourself. That's just the way it is. It's, it's tight, but it's right. You can't fix our situation unless you face it. Make the right choice. Do the right thing. Make the right choice. Many of us are the same place we were at the beginning of the year, but we were at the beginning of last year. Saying what we're going to do, and we never get around to do it. But guess what? We don't want God to do no surgery on us because we, some of us, don't like pain. I don't know. Nobody went through pain. I don't care how much anesthesia they gave you. I don't know. Nobody went through pain to surgery and it's not suffering some pain. Surgery hurts. But guess what? When they cut something off of you or did something on you that needed correcting. Can I get a witness up here? So if you need to correct it, but they say, they say, but you know what? You will have some discomfort for a little while. But as you begin to heal, you will be better. God said, I'm going to work on you. Some of the stuff you got to get rid of is going to hurt you. He said, but I've given you an anesthesiologist. What you talking about? I'm talking about the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is your anesthesiologist for the stuff that you don't want to do and hurt you to do. It, that, it, that, 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 that Holy Ghost will anesthesia you. Make the right choice here. I wish I had more time. I need to do quality. Thank you. God's been too good to us. He's been too good to us. Ben. And he keeps on being there because in spite of our, our way of That's why he kept on being with himself. He didn't want to need God. I'm dependent on us to do nothing right. And that was, if your blessing was dependent on what you do right, none of us would be blessed right now. We thank God for who he is. So we ought to make a concerted effort to do what's right by God. Walk right by God. Get in his word. Read his word and try to follow the dictates of his word. The Bible says that no, no temptations have come upon man, and God has not provided him the way to get out. Amen. Amen. We're not going to stand the invitation to the discipleship. Maybe someone under the sound of my voice online or on air don't know the Lord's your personal savior in the sanctuary. If you don't, now it's the second time, now it's the day of salvation when you're here. The invitation goes for it hard and not your heart. God is a good God. 
God asked you to do. God said, it doesn't matter. He said, you forgot about me and doing what you're supposed to do. And I didn't forget about you. And I didn't forget about you. He said that. He said that I'm married to the backslider. He said that. Just come, come to me just as you are. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. He said, I'll make a way out of no way for you. He said, I haven't made all the right choices. Is there one? Maybe don't have a church home here. Y'all have a church home. We invite you to come and join with the people here of God at the Jerusalem Missionary Baptist Church, the place where the Word of God is powerful and our worship is passionate. Is there anyone here today? Is there another? Is there another?
do the benediction. And after you do the benediction, we'll ask Warren to uh, uh, shut shut us down and um, <clears throat> I'll actually stay in place after you do the benediction. Do that for me, please, for a few minutes. I appreciate it. Let's stand so we can be dismissed. Both now and evermore, and let the church say, Amen. Amen.